Today's daf is Bavakama daf Nuntes, and we are ten lines from the top of daf Nuntes Omid Aleph Omer Abaya. Today's daf is being learned as a schus for Achenu Bnei Yisrael and Asuna Batzaru Vashivya. Today's daf is also being learned as a schus for Shulema for Yosef Ben Pesel. So yesterday we began the sugya tucked away in Parakakoynis, known as Shishin. The background of this sugya is the Mishnah, which discussed the mazik of Shane and Regal, where the halacha is that the owner of the animal that committed this crime has to pay Nezek Shalim, stating that the Mishnah said that when we assess the value of the damage, we don't do it in the conventional way. Rather, the Mishnah said, Shaman which the Gemara, in its very wordy way, said means that we use Cheshbin known as Shishin. Now, what exactly the Cheshbin of Shishin is, we saw was a Machloikis. Rabbi Yosef Rebchanina had his Mahalach, Rabbi Yanai had his Mahalach, Chizkiya had his Mahalach. If we were going to Chazer it, we would essentially be Chazering yesterday's daf. So, what we're going to do instead is segue into today's daf, which really begins with a b'raisa that the Gemara brought towards the end of the sugya, which discussed different halachas related to an animal that's masked. Now, to chazer that b'raisa is something that we have to do. So it began six lines from the bottom of daf nun chesam so just oisavening. The b'raisa said that in the event that an animal goes and it knocks down a netiyah, so a netiyah is a plant that was recently planted. Rabbi Yossi said over that the goizrei gzeros in Yerushalayim, they had a fixed knas that the owner of this animal had to pay. If the netiyah was in its first year, shtei kasef. If it was in its second year, then arba kasef. What happens, says the b'raisa, if an animal would eat chaziz, Sarashi taiches chaziz as shachas, which means grain that's just beginning to sprout. Rabbi Yosei Aglili said, nidoim b'meshuyer When we assess the value of the damage, we don't assess it based on how much it's worth now, but rather, how much is this going to be worth when it fully develops? Now it's only shachas. And it's based on that that we determine how much you're going to have to pay. The Chachamim said that no. And no for two reasons. Number one, we don't assess the value of the Shachas based on what it's going to be, but rather based on what it's worth right now. Additionally, you don't pay for the value of the Shachas in a vacuum, but rather you look at the property with, you look at the property without, and it's in that fashion that you determine the payment. The Bryce continued and said, what would be if an animal ate Smadar. So smadar is the equivalent of shachas, whereas shachas is dealing with grains, smadar is dealing with grapes. So there, Rabbi Yeshua said, similar to what Yosei Aglili said, We determine the value of the grapes, but not based on how much they're worth in this very, very premature state. But we hedge been how much it's going to be worth, and that's what we pay. And the Chachamim said no, and no again for two reasons. Number one, we don't the value based on what it's going to be worth, but rather based on what it's currently worth. Additionally, we look at the damage relative to the karka. So how much was the karka worth with, and how much was the karka worth without. And then the Bryce mentioned the Shita of Reb Shimon ben Yehuda, who said in the name of Reb Shimon bar Yechoi, Mamurim, when is it true? Meaning, when do I agree with the Chachamim? That we look at it based on 
how much it's worth now. And we look at it based on the value of the property. That's Bizman in the time. That's if it was in such a premature state. It was literally in the state of Lulavim. You couldn't even make out at this point that you're looking at a cluster of grapes. If, however, it was a little bit more developed. Now, this is a little bit tricky. You have to be a farmer to fully appreciate this Gemara. Pagim Uboiser is unripe, but it's not as unripe as Smudar would be. So if it was in a little bit of a more advanced state, then we look at it as if they were Anovim Oimdoisli Botze, then we would have to ask ourselves, how much is this going to be worth when it fully develops? And it's based on that that you're going to have to make a payment. Now, why did the Gemara bring this Brisa? Because the Brisa has all these different permutations and variations in terms of what the halach is going to be. But there was one word that was omitted, and that is shishim. So the Gemara's kasha was, what happened to the concept of shishim? And the Gemara says, you have to say that although the Brisa didn't mention the word shishim, but you're supposed to know that. This is Hakoinus, this is Bavakama 101. So when we talk about how much is the property worth with, and how much is it worth without, it's working with a base and it's working with the calculation of Shishim to determine how much that base saw is actually worth. Either way, the Gemara now is going to have a few postscripts to this bride. So, Amr Abayi. Abayi said, Rabbi Yosei Aglili, Rabbi Yishmol, Amr Rabbi Yosei Aglili and Rabbi Yishmol, they said the same thing. In other words, Rabbi Yosei Aglili said halacha in one area of Bavakama. Rabbi Yishmol said halacha in another area of Bavakama. At first glance, you wouldn't necessarily know to connect these two halachas, and he said, Rabbi Yosei Aglili and Rabbi Yishmael, they're really, essentially, if you drill down to the core of these halachas, they're saying the same exact thing. Rabbi Yosei Aglili, Rabbi Yosei Aglili is the Rabbi Yosei Aglili that we just mentioned in this b'risa, so we said a lot in the b'risa. What did Rabbi Yosei Aglili say? That if an animal eats chaziz, which is shachas, which is very, very newly sprouted grain, the halach is, you have to pay the value of the shachas, but we look at the value not based on what it's worth today, but based on what it's going to be worth. So we ask ourselves, this shachas, when it develops into fully mature grain, how much will it be worth then? And that's the payment that you have to make. So said Abaya, this chiddush of Rabbi Yisrael Glili, Rabbi Yishmol, also said the tiny balloon to the price, so this price may sound familiar, it's because we discussed it in detail earlier in the Masech, the metav sodeu, metav karma yishalem, the halach is that a mazik has to pay metav. Said, we say that the mazik has to pay meitav. What it means is he has to pay the best and the shenster of the nizik's property. Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Akiva said, This, this pasuk is only coming to teach us that a mazik has to pay from idis. And if this is true of your mazik had yet, this is certainly going to be true of your mazik hektish. Now, what exactly the machloikis between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Akiva is, Befrat Rabbi Akiva speaking very cryptically, is the topic of so this is something that the Gemara discussed in great detail. Our Gemara here is going to give us like a real Cliff Notes version of some of what took place there. It says the Gemara, when Rabbi Shmuel said, don't think, that what Rabbi Yishmael was coming to say was, Kirav Idi Barabin, 
What Rav Idi Barabin said. Now, what Rav Idi Barabin said. Um, Rav Idi Barabin could go into Achla Aruga Ben Arugos. The Mishmah was coming to say that in the event that an animal ate an Aruga Ben Arugos, so it ate one of the patches of Tfua. We don't know Ikusha Havoy, Ishmein Havoy, whether it ate some of the better Schayra or it ate some of the inferior Schayra. The Omar and Rav Idi Barabin said that it was for that case that Rav Mishmah was coming to say Kum Shalim Shmeina. The metav, the ikahashto, that what you should do is you should pay metav sadeh or metav kamer of the nizik in that if you don't know if the hezek took place to the best or to the worst, you're supposed to pay the best. So Rabbi Barabin explained Rabbi Shmuel, who said metav sadeh or shal nizik or metav kamer shal nizik as meaning that when there's a suffix, whether the hezek took place to the metav or to the beninis or to the ziburis, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to pay the metav. So the Gemara says that Abaya who's going to shteltsu Rabbi Shmuel to Rabbi Yossi Aglili in our b'raisa couldn't have learned Rabbi Shmuel the way Rav Idi Bar Avin did. Because the way he learns it, it has zero shaykhis to Rabbi Yisaglili said. Now, why didn't he want to learn Rabbi Yishmol like Rabbi Idi Barabin? Because that's not a good halacha. Because if you have a suffix, what exactly the damage was, in that case, you're not going to pay metav, just the opposite. The mazik is the mochzik. So, you know how Abaya understood Rabbi Yishmol. You want to know what Rabbi Yishmol was coming to say. The metav dilakame. What he was saying was, metav sodeo shal nizik, or metav kamer shal nizik, that we look at the metav of the nizik, and we see how his grain is cultivated, and we say, based on that, it's yutachin, that this grain that was eaten will one day, to be like that, and that's how we determine the value of the damage that took place. Meaning, what is this assessment that we're making? We're going to ask ourselves, what is this going to look like in the Yemaisa Kotzer when it's fully mature, when it's fully developed? If that's what Rabbi Yishmol is saying, says Abaya, essentially Rabbi Yishmol and Rabbi Yishmaglili are saying the same exact thing. So, said Abaya, this Chiddush of Rabbi Yishmaglili of Nidon B'Meshuyer, that we assess the Chaziz not based on what it's worth now, but based on what it's going to be worth, that is Shittas Rabbi Yishmol. Where did Rabbi Yishmol say it? When he said Meitav Sadeo Shal Nizik, Meitav Kamei Shal Nizik, and it was very unclear what exactly he meant to say, says Abaya, you want to know what he meant to say? You look at his Meitav, and based on that, you can figure out what this that is not yet fully developed is going to be worth, and that is what you're going to have to pay. So you don't pay what it's worth today, but what it's going to be worth, which is essentially the shita of Rabbi Yosei So before we go weiter, a few hours. Number one, the Achreinim asks, that why did Abaya only say that Rabbi Yosei and Rabbi Yishmol on the He should have said, Rabbi Yosei Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Shmuel Amrudavar Echad. Because really, Rabbi Yeshua in the Brice, if you were holding Cheshben, said the same exact thing that Rabbi Yosei Aglili said in the Brice. Rabbi Yosei Aglili said, Achlo Chaziz, Nidoim B'Meshuyah Shavoy. Which means, Rashi Royen Es Anoyser Lefi Mashatalo Kol Aruga Varuga Bimeya Kotzer Umeshalim. Achlo Smadar, Rabbi Yeshua Oimer Royen Oyser Ki Iluhein Anovim Oimdoisli Batzer. You don't even need Rashi for this. It's Mephurish. He says that we look at it as if they were fully developed and that's what the payment is going to be. So really, in the Brice itself, you had two Tanoam that said it. You had Sai Rabbi Yishmol said it and Sai Rabbi Yeshua said it. Yet, when Abaya 
took away from this b'raisa, this chiddush, and he wanted a shtel he only saw it as being shitas Rabbi Yosi Aguili. What happened to shitas Rabbi Yeshua? That's the first R. The second R is that if you remember from the beginning of the Mesechta, when the Gemara discussed this machloikis, Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Akiva, the Gemara came out that what is the machloikis? When Rabbi Shmuel says, Meitav Sadeo Shal Nizik, or Meitav Kamir Shal Nizik. And Rabbi Akiva says, Leiba, Kosov Elo Ligvais Linazakim Eno Idis. The Gemara said the machloikis is whether when we chesh bin meitav, is it the meitav of the nizik or is it the meitav of the mazik? So Tosfa says that in our sugya, the Gemara entertained two different possibilities of what Shittas Rabbi Yishmael is. Either Pshan Rabbi Yishmael is Rabbi Dibarabin, when there's a suffix, you have to pay the better one, which is hard to understand in light of the idea of Amoitzi Mechaveri Olavaraya, or maybe it's coming to teach me this chiddush of Rabbi Yishmael. What about the more poshib shot, which is the maskona in the sugya, and that is Rabbi Shmuel holds metav of the nizik, as opposed to Rabbi Akiva that holds metav of the mazik. What happened to that shot? Okay. But Toysvah says it's not just okay. You know why? Because if you learn, Mesechtes Gittin, Perikani Zokin, we're there too, the Gemara talks very much about the sugya of metav, right? The sugya of metav is in the first Perik of Avakama, and it's in the beginning of Perikani Zokin, which are me in your, in your boys in it. But over there, Abaye is the one that said that Pshan and the Machloikis between Rabbi Yishma and Rabbi Akiva is Meitav of the Nizak or Meitav of the Mazak. So Frey Toysvah have a steer in Abaye. Here it sounds like Abaye is understanding Rabbi Yishmael Meitav of what it's going to be worth. And in Perakhan Abaye gives us the more conventional understanding of Rabbi Yishmael, which is Meitav Sadeo Shel Nizik as opposed to Meitav Sadeo Mazik. And Toysfah says a very big Chiddush, Ayin Shom. But Toysfah says you have to say that Rabbi, that Abaye holds that both Havanas are true in Shittas Rabbi Yishmael. Avada, when Abaye says that Rabbi Yishmael, Rabbi Yishmael, Amru Dover Echad, he's not coming to preclude that other Pshat. Avada, it's true that the Iker Halacha of Rabbi Yishmael is made of Sadeu Shal Nizik, Lafuke Mazik, but he had a diuk in Rabbi Yishmael, Ayin Sham, that he was coming to say something else as well. What's that something else? It's this idea that we cheshven based on what it's going to be worth, and it was regarding that chilek that Abayah saw in Rabbi Yishmael, that he said, Rabbi Yishmael, Rabbi Yishmael, Amru Dabarachat. Just one other ha'ara. We didn't speak this out yet. Rabbi Simcha in Or Sameach has a very good Chakira. So we saw this very much in the first part of yesterday's daf. And really, it's the Mishnah here in Perakakoinus. And that is, there's an idea that if somebody's animal damages, even where you're going to be potter, but the halach is mishalem es So we had it in Perakates of the Regal regarding Shem B'Shos HaRabim. Shem B'Shos HaRabim, your potter, will be your But at the same time, there's an idea of mishalem es It's a Mishnah. The Sugi of Zedan of Chaser. But that's a mefurisha halacha. We had it here again in the beginning of Perakakoinus. Nafal again, if an animal falls ba'oinus into somebody else's field, so here it happened, b'steyacher. However, it entered the field, not machmas pshia, it entered the field, machmas oinus. So the halacha is that anything that the animal eats, you're going to be potter from, stating that, mishalem es mashenenes. So this is an idea, mishalem es mashenenes. It's from a simchan or sameach, clairs a hakiro. He says, this mishalem es mashenenes. You have to pay meitav, or maybe you're treated like a regular balchayv, only can be goiver from beininus. In other words, mishalemis mashenenis is a sif cotton above a cow. That's where you learn the sukya. If that's the case, it sounds like it's a niske momen degemachayev. If it's a niske momen degemachayev, so there's a din, meitav sadeo, meitav kami yishalim. Oye shloimer, you're not chayev de mehezek. You're chayev what it was nena. And because you're only chayev for the hanod that it had, so there's like a 
I'm a Balchayv. Balchayv, you could only be Gaiva from Beninus, right? Anytime somebody owes somebody else money, you pay Beninus. Ksubasish is Bezipuris because of a Takana, and Nizokin is a Chitashatayr, a Meitav Sadeh, a Meitav Karma Yishalim. But ordinarily, if there's a regular Chayv between two people, so what you're going to pay is Beninus, a Klerd, a Meisimcha, Dmehana, Mishalem is Machinenis. It's above a camera to get in. It's a niske moment to get sugyo. So you pay meitav, or maybe you're going to be going from benis. So may simcha kedarko, it makes a toli in the sugyo and davchav, the machloik is from Bachama, and Rufchizda regarding zenen of his alechaser, ayin chum. It's not something we can obviously go into right now. Incidentally, the Arsameach is in Hilchis niske moment, it's perak aleph. But one of the Nekudas that Ramea Simcha says is, quote, Rabbi Shmuel understood in the Taich of Metav Sadeo, Metav Karmai, that you don't cheshman based on what it's worth now, but you cheshman based on what it's going to be worth. That's the Taich of Metav Sadeo, Metav Karmai, right? With Taich and Psukam there. So this is the way Rabbi Shmuel understood it. Vizelo Yishayich b'mokam de Mishalim Mashanenes. Says Rameh Simcha, that's Pasha, that doesn't make sense in the world of Mishalemis Mashanenes. Mishalemis Mashanenes based on what Hano I would have had if it was fully developed. If you're being mechaiv me as a mazik, so I hear it. It's something I can understand. But if you're being mechaiv me based on the Hano that I had, there's a new din, Mishalem es It's okay, so how much Hano did I have? So if that's the case, that in Metav Sadeu lick future, and Mishalem Esmachanenes is not Shaykh to the future, that Balkarchach, when the Torah said, Meitav Sadeo, Torah wasn't talking about Mishalem Esmachanenes, it was only talking about Mehezek, and he says, he's not 100% sure, but al Kapodim, this is the order that Ramea Simcha has, but again, his Chakira Hayudua, that relates to this Gemara right here. One other thing I think that's worth mentioning, and that is, that this patent that you find, that you look at the value based, not on what it is now, but based on what it's going to be. This is the only place you find this. In fact, if you remember earlier in the Masechta, I think it was on Daflam Dalit, we had a discussion, it's a toysis really there, where if somebody's shar, toysis another shar, a shar katan, maybe we should assess the value of the shar, not based on what the shar is worth at the time, but again, zeh, katan gadol yeh, and based on what it's going to be worth when it's older. And over there, it was like poshit in the sugi that you don't make such a cheshman. Hezek is based on you can't anticipate, you don't know what's going to happen, so you always hedge based on what it is here. But when it comes to Tfua, that seems to be the distinction, over here you have Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Yisaglili and Rabbi Shul also, who are all Amru Dover Echad, they all hold this idea of Royan Oisam Ki'ilu Heinanovim Omdesli Batzer. Right, Royan sounds like what? It sounds like Erevin. You have all these Royans, right? Good Achis, good Asik. This an idea of Royan. So all of a sudden, above a comma, there's a Royan. This is the first time you had this. not something that usually governs. And here too, the Mucho. Why is it that when it comes to Tfua, there's an idea of Royan, but when it comes to Ashar, here, for some reason, there's not a din in Ryan. You could say, Svaris, Tein Lechachem Beyech Gemar. It's Dr. Gemar Vaiter. Am Amar. So, another postscript to this price. When is this true? When is what true? So, Reb Shimon ben Yehuda was commenting on the Machloikis, Reb Yeshua and the Chacham. Achlos Mada. That was the case. So, somebody ate, Rashi says, Anovim Dakin. That's the Shachas version of Anovim. Reb Yeshua says, You pay. 
anovim, but not based on what their value is when it's smadar, but ki'iluhein anovim oindosli bats, as if they're ready to be harvested. The Chachamim say no, it's Basharusham, but you don't pay for its value, Basharusham. You cheshbin the karka with, the karka without, using the computation of Shishim. Reb Shim ben Yehuda, he was the cause of Hashlishi Hamachriya bene. He said over the name of Reb Shvi, Bamedvarim Amurim, like the Chachamim, Bisman, Sheachlo, Luve, Gefanim, Vichuretainim. Right, I'm reading from the top. That's only true if he ate something that was really, really early. Meaning, it's even before the stage of smother. But if you would eat pagamu boiser, which is after the state of boiser, after the state of smother, so then the Allah would be roi kilu Then I hold like Rabbi Shul. So essentially, Rabbi Shul ben Yehuda is like the stir cheetah. That's what it sounds like. And really, what he did was address everything other than. The smother, right? Smother, Rabbi Yeshua says, The Chachamim say, no, but relative to the karka using Shishan. Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda says in the name of Rabbi Shimon that if you ate Lulvei Gefanim, which is less than smother, so then I hold like the Chachamim. If you would eat Pagimoy Boiser, which is more than smother, then I hold like Rabbi Shimon. So the question is, what is Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda hold? regarding smother. And it's not just what does he hold. This seems to be conflicting mashmois. Because on the one hand, he says if it's less than smother, that's when it's relative to the character. Kar- kar- it sounds like smother itself maybe would be like Rabbi Shua. But then he says if it's more than smother, that's when I hold like Rabbi Shua. Which sounds like if it's smother, then he would hold like the Chacham. That is the next Gemara. We just spoke it out. Bapai. So again, it sounds like if it would be smother itself, then it would be like Rabbi Shua. That if it was more than smother, that's when it's like Rabbi Shua. So you see, there seems to be a stira in Mashmois in the sheet of Rabbi Shun ben Yehuda what the halach would be regarding smother. Amr Ravina, Ravina said you have no choice, but you have to do a little edit here. You're going to have to take two things and right? You're going to have to bind them together. When is it true? That what? That you look at it based on what it's worth now, relative to the value of the karka. That's bismancha achlo luve gefanim v'yichure te'enim. Aval achlo smother. He's adding the word smother. That's a big add. But if he ate smother or pagin or boiser, oy boiser royen oyson ki'ilu anovim oym dois libatzer, then we would look at them as if they're anovim oym dois libatzer. In other words, what's the halacha of smother? The halacha of smother is that it's treated like boiser. Treated like pagan, it's essentially cheetahs Rabbi Shua. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Shua. So if that's the case, Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda is really cheetahs Rabbi Shua. It sounds like that's cheetahs Rabbi Shua, right? So Wachura is literally the same shita. So the Gemara says, No, there's an afkemina, khash kufna. The afkemina would be the khash of the geffen, meaning as Peiroi sit on a geffen, so they weaken the geffen a little bit. So here's the question. The question is, if somebody's behemoth goes and it damages somebody's vines and it tears off some of the grapes, so he has to pay him now. The question is, can you tell the person, listen, I understand I'm going to have to make you whole. There's nothing to talk about. But at the same time, let's be honest, if you had a novim that were really it would have weakened your geffen a little bit. You'd have a little bit of a shvacher geffen. 
Now you're getting paid as if there are novum undoisly botzer without having to incur the loss that you would have had, that invoice that comes along, of having enough that are undoisly botzer because of the kash of the geffen. So the question is, can he tell him, listen, I'll pay you, but at the same time, you owe me a few shekels too. I want to deduct that from the amount of money that I'm supposed to give you. So he says, the Gemara, you want to know the nafkamina between Rabbi Shem ben Yehuda and Rabbi Yeshua as it relates to this Indian? The nafkamina is kash gufna. Do you get reimbursed? Can you reduce from the value of the hazard, the kash guf, no, no. And then the Gemara says, V'loy misayimi. However, we don't know who held what. Meaning, you want it to be Rabbi Yeshua who holds, you want it to be Rabbi Yeshua who holds, Gesundheit. That's not my geshef. But the bottom line is, that for sure is the machlekes. The Gemara says, Abaya Omar. Abaya heard this, and Abaya said, No, misayimi u misayimi. I know exactly who holds what. How do I know that? Not minei obey from this price, so, but I know from somewhere else. Man, Tana, the Chayish, the Chayish, Kufna, who is the Tana? That's Chayish, the Chayish, Kufna, who, meaning who's the Tana that says that the Mazik would be able to reduce the Chayish, Kufna, from the amount of money that he's going to have to pay. Reb Shimon ben Yehuda, it is Reb Shimon ben Yehuda. Tanya, we're to the price, so Reb Shimon ben Yehuda, Oime Mishum, Reb Shimon ben Menasya. So the first Reb Shimon ben Yehuda was in the name of Reb Shimon. It's not Reb Shimon, it's Reb Shimon Baichai. This is Reb Shimon ben Yehuda in the name of Reb Shimon ben Menasya. What did he say? Oimis enemeshalim esatzar. So we're talking about a man that was ma'anis. Uh, Naira, where the halach is, you have to pay. Nezik tzar, his boy is right. He gets thrown into the sugi of chayu b'chaber. Top of that, you have to pay the knas. This is a sugi in ilunayris, and you have to pay the chamishim shekel. So Rabbi Shimon Yehuda said the name of Shimon ben Manasio that an oynis doesn't have to pay tzar. Because she's going to end up getting tzar anyways. One of the payments that Amanis has to pay is tzar. That's obvious. He caused their pain. So certainly he has to pay tzar. The shayla over there is, does he have to pay the tzar that she has when she loses her besulah? Because the only time Amanis pays knas is if she was a naira besulah. So she had to, by definition, have been a besulah. If she was a besulah, so the biri shayna is going to cause tzar because of the dam besulah. The question is, does he have to pay that tzar? So if you remember, said a chiddish, oynes ene meshalun, that tzar. Why do you have to pay tzar? But that specific tzar not, because she's going to end up having that tzar regardless. Whenever she's going to have the beer Rishonah, she's going to have that tzar. So that's an inevitable tzar. He's not the guy. Punk that happened now because of him. But being that that's a tzar that was going to happen regardless, right now when we're making the cheshpin, we're giving him an invoice of how much money he needs to pay, we're going to reduce the amount of tzar based on something that we know is going to happen in the future. They told him, It's far not the same. Because even Klapi, the Dam Besulim, there's still enough Gemin if it happens Boinus versus if it happens Baratzim. But the bottom line is, we see Mefurish, the Roshim ben Yehuda said, that we take the future into consideration when it comes to Cheshbening Bavakama. Said Abaya, if that's the case, and you know for sure that either Rabbi Yeshua or Rabbi Shem ben Yehuda in our Beraisa holds that you make such Cheshbainus, you're not sure who held what? Messiah or Messiah? Double washing, not just Messiah. He was very confident with this Sushto. It's Messiah or Messiah. He held for sure this is the way it is. Either way, Zok de Gemara Vaita. Amr Abaya. Abaya said, Hani Tanoi. The following Tanon that we're about to mention, and Rav Shimon ben Yehuda, they said Dabarach. Rav Shimon ben Yehuda, Hadamoron. Rav Shimon ben Yehuda is the Tana that we just said. Who holds what? This is Abayil Shitasai that we Cheshbin the Kechash Kufna. Again, he didn't say one word about Kechash Kufna in the Brisa. We backed in based on the Karach Fatani that Rav Shimon ben Yehuda must hold the Kechash Kufna. 
it was only Abaya that knew for sure that it was Reb Shimon ben Yehuda that holds a Kachash Gufna. So again, this is Abaya building on his Shtikul Tayyar. I hold Reb Shimon ben Yehuda holds Kachash Gufna. And now that I know Reb Shimon ben Yehuda holds Kachash Gufna, there's other Tanam that hold it as well. And if that's the case, Hani Tanoi, Reb Shimon ben Yehuda, Amru Dabarecha. So who are these Hani Tanoi? Hani Tanoi, my Hidatani, went to the rice, Reb Yosem, Reb Yosem says, Naki Chaya. Ben Asnai Oimer, Naki Mezoimes. So what does this mean? This is talking about a person who was nakaf an ishahara the yotzu yiladeh. With Allah is that you have to pay to mevladis. Snok Rabbi Yosi that when this man pays the mevladis, he has a right to tell the husband, "Listen, I'm going to pay to mevladis. Nothing to talk about." But you realize that because I caused your child to miscarry, so you're going to save a little bit of money. You're not going to need a midwife to deliver the baby. So whatever the medical costs, you see what you're dealing with here. It's going to be so. That's something that I want to reduce. So amazingly, Rabbi Yosi holds that that's something that you're allowed to do. But as I said, you can even take off the mezayinus. He could say, "Listen, your wife, as the pregnancy was going to progress, so." You know, she was going to have to eat more, and as a result, it was going to cost you more money, push it for food. So I want to reduce that amount of money, because I say, your wife, who was an Ishahara, is no longer an Ishahara. So then as I hold, even that's something that you can reduce. So the says like this, that says that you can reduce the value of the Chaya, for sure you can reduce the value of the Mazayinus. The Mandama that says you can reduce the value of the Mazayinus, but as it relates to the value of the Chaya, not, why not? He can tell him, it's a deep my wife, she's a great Sabalas Kishin. How so? And she doesn't need a Chaya, she doesn't need a midwife in order for her to be able to give birth to a child. So you can't assume that my wife is going to have any medical expenses, right? You have insurance that covers that. But regardless, she says, I don't even need a Chaya. It's not something I'm going to need. And because it's not something that I'm going to need, so therefore, could be that's not something you won't be able to reduce. There's a chuva. And Shailas Yitzhuvah's Tshuva Me'ahava from Rabbi Loza Fleckless, where the Shoyal asked Rabbi Loza Fleckless, I'm married to Gagasha, a Gagasha from Advar Agada, which is going to be next week's Parashim, that's Hashem. So, it's a Gemara Masech, the Soita Daf Yud Aleph on the days. So the Pasuk says that Paroi hired Miyaldois. So the Mialdis tell Paroi, they're having a problem executing this terrible, terrible decree of Paroi, which is kill every male child that's born. And the reason is because even though we're technically the midwives, but you understand that the Noshim Ha'ivriyos, they're Choyos and as a result, they don't need midwives. So the Gemara says like this, My Choyos, what did they mean when they said that they're Choyos? mamish. Did they mean they're literally chayas, chayas in the sense that they're midwives? So because they themselves are all midwives, meaning every Jewish woman, her profession is she's a midwife. So therefore, she's able to deliver her own child. So we can't get involved, says the Gemaru. Says a midwife also needs a midwife. Just because you're a midwife, that means for Yenem. But for yourself, I've added something you're going to need help. What they meant to say was that this, this nation's a whole different nation. They're like Chayas, meaning like animals. They compare to Chayas. Yehuda is Gur Arye, Don is Yehidon Nachash, Naftali is Ayala Shlucha, Yisachar is Achamay Garim, Yosef is Bechar Shar, Binyamin is Ev Yitra. It's this week's passion. Dechsif, Whichever one it says it about, it says it about. But the bottom line is, so the Shail asks, like, like, I have a Gemara here in Saito, where the Gemara says, 
Kichayoyseinu can't mean that they're midwives because that wouldn't change anything. Because even a midwife needs a midwife. At the end of the day, she needs someone to take care of her. What do you mean? You have a Mephurish Gemara where the Gemara says that there's a Koyachatayna that works in Bavakam. It's a real Taina. You can walk into Bezdin and this argument will be admitted. Itzudidi Pekichayi Rabbi Loza Flakla said, but he said, first of all, in Mesech Tesoita, we were dealing with the whole seaboard, the whole rabbin, that every single woman would have been shaykh to that. That's already something that's very hard to be able to accept. Meaning, it's a DD, is a Pekicha, maybe some machzech, and maybe it's even enough to have a kaya But to say that the whole nation, they're all capable of doing something like this, that's already something that's leishchiach. And he says, besides, probably what our Gemara means is not really that the woman is going to be able to deliver a baby by herself. But what it means is that she is able to do enough that a neighbor maybe will be able to help her a little bit, that with a little bit of assistance, everything's going to be okay. But Avada, you would have to have a little bit of assistance. Ayin Shum, if you want to look it up inside, it's in Shailz, it's Shuvah, it's Shuvah, it's Shuvah, it's in Chelek Beis, it's Simen Reish, Lamedal, Zokta Gemara Vaita. Rav Papa, Rav Huna Bredi, Rav Yeshua. So as a postscript to the Sugi of Shishim. Rav Papa and Rav Huna Bredi, Rav Yeshua, Ovid Uvda Kabasit, Rav Nachman, B'Shishim. They pass him like Rav Nachman, as it relates to Shishim. So what did Rav Nachman say with regards to Shishim? So yesterday's daf, we saw Machloikis, Rav Nachman and Rava, whether you say Shishim only by Niske Mamin, or whether we use Shishim even by Niske Gufay. Rav Nachman said that you say Shishim even by Niske Gufay. That was his Chiddush. So the Gemara says, Rav Pop, Rav Hunabred, Rav Yeshua, they held like Rav Nachman. Lush Nachrina, Rav Pop, Rav Hunabred, Rav Yeshua, Shamu Dikla Agav Ketina Da'ara. There was once a situation where somebody damaged the decal, it was an Odom Amazek, and when they assessed the value, they assessed it Agav Ketin and Da'ara. They assessed it in relation to other property, which the Rishonim say is just another way of saying they work with Shishim. But only B'dikla Da'arma, that's only if it's a Dikla Da'arma, However, the Hilchas of Kavase, the Reish Galusa, the Allah is like the Reish Galusa, who paskined, if you remember, like Rava in yesterday's daft, that the only time you say Shishim is dafka by Niske Mab and not by Adam Amazik, Bidikla Parsa, if it's a Persian Dakal. So, what's the halacha? Whether you say Shishim regarding Adam Amazik, it depends. If it's a Dikla Arma, if it's from that region, Shishim. If it's a Dikla Parsa, then it's going to be different. So, what's unique about the Dikla Parsa? So, the last line of Rashi, Choshev Hum it's very, very valuable. And therefore, because of its extreme value, it's assessed on its own. Zok the Gemara. Eliezer Zeira. Eliezer Zeira. Have a Sayan Masani Uchmi. He was wearing black shoes. The Koi Bishuk and And he was standing in the Shuk of Naharda. Now Rashi says that to wear black shoes was a Minagavela. Either way, he's wearing black shoes, like an offel, and he's standing in the marketplace of Naharda. Ashkechu the Beireish Kalusa. So the Beireish Kalusa met him. They told him, He said, why are you wearing these black shoes? So he told them, He said, what kind of Avelas? He said, I'm mourning Yerushalayim. Amrule. He said, I told him, At chashivas l'savule Yerushalayim. You're so chashiv to mourn Yerushalayim. Savar, you were a hava. They felt that he was acting like a Balgaiva. 
because he's acting as if he's more chashev than he really is. Asnuah, they took him, the chavshua, and they locked him up. Amalahusa, he told him, you're locking me up because you think I'm not chashev? Gavra Rabbana, what do you mean? I'm extremely chashev. Amalahus, and they told him, no, you're dinon. Prove it. How am I supposed to know you're so chashev? Amalahu, so he told him like this. Oi, atum boi minoi milsa. Either you ask me a question. Oh yeah, no, you boi minaichu milsa. Or if you want, I could ask you a question. Meaning, we have to start a conversation with Avren Abizal and Lens. I could show you I'm a Gavra Rabbana. But do you want to talk first? Should I talk first? Amulei boyat. So they said, no, why don't you ask a question? Amalahu, so he told him, hey man, the cuts kufra. If somebody chops off a kufra, so Rashi says, what's a kufra? It's bitmarim, it's dates, kebaisabanovim. But it's at a certain stage, it's the equivalent to what boiser is regarding anovim. Either way, so he said, if somebody knocks off kufra, mind the shalin, how much does he have to pay? Amulei, they told him, shalin to make kufra. What do you mean? What's the greatest shalin over here? You were mazik kufra, you pay kufra. Amalahu, so he told them, vahavitma, tamri, what do you mean? Zeh cotton gadol year. This kufra one day is going to be a proper tamar amule. So they said, I hear you're saying very good. No, mishalim made tamri. I think you're right. I think he should pay name amule. So he told him, "Well, after tamri shalom ide. Why would you pay tamri? You didn't pay amule." They said, "All right, now I'm confused." Saim alonat. Why don't you tell us amule? He told him b'shishim. He says, "What you do is you look at the value of the property with or without it, based on a cheshbon of." You can pick your shita, but you work with shishim. That's the point. Amrule, they told him, man, I'm a kavasech. Shishim? Like, what are you talking about? So apparently, these were great. He says, I don't know what you're talking about. Shishim? Who come there in shishim? Who? You need to have a someone, a tana, a murder, the messiah. Otherwise, I'm not accepting this. Amrule, he told him, ha shmul chai. Ubeistina kai? No, shmul's alive. His bezdin is, is kayim, right? Shmuel based in are together chai v'kayim. So he says, why don't you ask them and hear what they have to say? No, shadru kamei the Shmuel. They sent this to Shmuel. Amaluhu. He told them shaper kamaluhu. Veshishim. This is the way you're supposed to do it. Veshavku. And they heard that this is really the way it's supposed to be. Shavku. They let him go. They said, no, Yitak is saying good, and because he's saying good, we're going to let you free. Now, if this gemara sounds familiar, it's because we just spoke about it in a raid bite a few weeks ago. A raid bite from Rabruvin Margolius Ayin Shah. But the bottom line is, in this gemara you see. And that is that it's not so poshit for a person to take on a chumrah if it's not something that he's holding by. So you had a yid whose name was Eliezer Zeira. And he was walking as if he was mourning Yerushalayim. And the Oyum gave him a very, very hard time. They locked him up. I mean, this is old school. Why? Because you are a you're acting like uh, Balgaifa. Now, it sounds from the Gemara, pretty clearly, that if Eliezer Zeira would have been Shaykh to really be on the level where on a regular Tuesday in Chodesh Shvat, he can be mourning Yerushalayim, then they would have allowed him to be okay. In fact, once he proved that he was a Gavar Rabbah, the Gemara says Shafku. But until he was able to prove that he was on that level, he was on that madrega, they had locked him up. And really, this Gemara is one of the Gemaras in Shas that are a makar to the idea of mechsika yuara, where you find a sugya in halacha, as somebody now wants to go and he wants to be machmer, on the one hand is an idea of tavayal of bracha, but on the other hand, you have to take into account the idea of yuara. And to the extent that 
you being machmer is going to somehow cross a line and it's going to make you look like a Valgaiva, in that instance, this is not something you're allowed to do. There's another Gemara that we're going to learn in the next few weeks. It's a Gemara in the end of Perak Merupa, the next Perak. Here in Baba Kama, that's pay Allah from the base. The Gemara over there is discussing the different takonas of Yeshua Benun. And one of the takonas that Yeshua Benun made was, So, the exact technicalities, we'll wait for that. But basically, it's the winter, the roads are muddy, and, you know, when the muddy roads harden, it becomes a bunch of boiris, it's, it's very nakishmak to have to walk. So, Yeshua Benun made a takana that if somebody wants to walk, it's something he would be allowed to do. The reason that was a chiddish, the takana, is because walking meant sometimes walking through other people's property, or at least infringing upon it a little bit. But it was a takana Yeshua Benun, you're not considered a mazik, it's something that you're allowed to do. So the Gemara tells a story. Rebbe Reb and Rebchia, they were once walking together on the road. And it was getting a little bit in Bakvein. So what they did was they went to the Tzidei Adrochim and they walked. It's a takana of Yeshua Benun, even though technically you're in someone else's property. And by the way, it's worth mentioning the Gemara in Bava Kamadaf Lamed, Ha'iman Deboilam Hava Chasida, right? He should be Oisik in one, Mili Dinazakin, but Yeshua Benun made a takana. So the great Rebbe and Rebchia, they both did this. But as they were doing it, they saw that Yehuda ben Nekusa, he didn't want to walk with Sidi Adrachim. So instead, he was mafsia. What does it mean to be mafsia? It means he was jumping over. So he was trying to avoid all these different virus, but he would not walk on the side because he didn't want to infringe on someone's property. Who's this person? That's Mara Gedula Befaneinu, that he's walking in, in such a way, he seems to be more chashev than us. He is such a chassid, mili denazakin, that he doesn't even want to falasach in the takan of Yeshua Benun. Amalei Rabchia. So Rabchia said, Shemei Rabbi Yehuda ben Akusa Talmidiyu. Maybe it's Rabbi Yehuda ben Akusa my Talmud. The chol mais of l'shem shamayim. And if it's him, you don't have to worry about it because I'm telling you, call myself Hashem Shemayim. Kimotu legabe. When they got to him, Chazie, they saw that that's Taka who it was. Amalei said, Rebbe told him, Ilav Yehuda ben Akusa'at. Were not for the fact that Yehuda ben Akusa gizartinu l'shokach begizra the parzala. What does that mean? Rashi says one word. Kaloimar. This is a kaloimar. Rashi nidoy. What it means is I would have put you in chaim. So this is another Gemara where there was a yid that was. Acting as if he's not a madrega, he's such a chosid that he's not even relying on Yeshua and Benun. That's not enough of a hetter for him. And as a result, he's behaving in this way. It's Yura, it's Gaiva. Me who's that Shemari Gedula Befaneno, right? That was Rabbi's reaction. And because of that, he told him that you're lucky that you're chosid. Because if you were not chosid, you know what I would have done? I would have put you in Cheyre. So you see again this idea of Yuhara, and you see also the extreme punishment of someone that's in Yuhara. And our Gemara, Eliezer's era got locked up. And in this Gemara here in Baba Kama, what was going to happen to this Yid was he was going to be put in Cheyre. The Amshul Shloiva, the Marshal, on that Gemara, Perak Merubi, he has a whole Arichas on the Indian of Yuhara. And he says that some say, he brings a Yeshayman, that these two Gemaras, there are other Gemaras as well, but these two Gemaras, Hatzad HaShavah Shabahenes, they both happened in public. And being that they both happened in public, so it's over there where you find an Indian of Yuara. But if somebody, Bechadri Chadar, wants to be a Machmer, in that instance, it's not something you're going to have to worry about. The Yam is not so masked to this idea. And 
says that could be even the sinner. This is something you're going to have to worry about. But the one thing he does say is this. He says that you see how chomer this Indian of Yuara is. The Indian of Yuara is a double chomer Adam. He says, you see from here that Yechayim Nidoi, etc., etc. It's interesting. What came to mind is, you know, the Gemara says, Talmud Chacham Tzarech Sheyehei Bayechad Mishmoyin Shabashminas. Right? Talmud Chacham has to have a little bit of gaiva. How much gaiva? A Shminas Shabashminas. Right? So Talmud Chacham. Someone that's an Adam Chashiv is allowed to have gaiva, not just is he allowed to have gaiva, but it's sorech sheyehei by echad mishmoi neshe In fact, the Gemara said, Omar Rava, b'shamto de ispe, someone that, that's a, a Talmud Chacham, that has, is going to be put in cherem, abu b'shamto de lespe. But also, if you have no gaiva, you're also going to be put in cherem. Interesting, you're being put in cherem for this, a little bit of gaiva that you do have or you don't have. And it's only the Talmud Chacham that's allowed to have this little bit of gaiva. But a regular person's not. Ulai, maybe this has a shaykhist to you, Ara. Because you see, an Adam Chosh of a Talmud Chacham, Gavir talk to me a learning, I'll show it to you, right? So someone that's a Gavir Rabba, he doesn't have the laws of you, Ara. So if he doesn't have the laws of you, Ara, so if I can't, he... If someone has URO, he's put in Cheyre. But at the same time, but it could be this Indian of the Shminish of the Shminish, it's related to some of the URO sugyas, where you find that someone that's a Talmud Chacham is allowed to be in a matzav of Mexican URO, someone that's not a Talmud Chacham, to the contrary. He's someone that's going to end up being put in Cheyre. Incidentally, one of the places that the idea of URO is brought down in Shulchan Aruch is in Ilchus Tefillin. And this may come as a surprise to some, but it's regarding Rabbeinu Tam's tefillin. So the Shulchan Aruch brings this Indian that there are people that are chayish to wear not just one period of tefillin, Rashi's tefillin, but also Rabbeinu Tam's tefillin. And then the Mechaber says, Someone that's muchzik umufursim b'chzidus could do it. And the Mishra Buru brings b'shem de kadmoinim. He brings it from the Shfus Yaakiv, the Marash Halevi, that the reason you have to be a muchzik b'chzidus is because otherwise... It's Mexikiyuara. It has a shaykhist to the sugya. Now, the question is if that's the case, uh, how's the belt noyek to wear Rabbeinu Tamtfilin, those that are? So, one of the truths is that in the olden days, when people wore Rabbeinu Tamtfilin, they used to wear two pairs of Tfilin at the same time. They would wear Rashi Tfilin and Rabbeinu Tamtfilin, the Vasachas. Right? The Gemara says in the end of Mesechtis Erevin, Mokon Yesh Berosh, there's enough place on a person's forehead, not for one pair of tefillin, but for two pairs of tefillin. So they used to wear two pairs of tefillin at the same time, and then it's Mexican You see a guy wearing two pairs of tefillin. Ah, yeah, it sounds like he's a chash of a year, right? By the way, you assume he's a makobal, he's oisik and panemius, and soido, he's Right, that would be your instinctive reaction. That's the Nakuda that we're addressing. We're saying you have to be a muhsik bhsidis for that. If you're a muhsik bhsidis, Adarab, the sham to the lespe. But at the same time, you have to be a, a muhsik bhsidis. But stam to wear one period fill-in, you know, the fact that your talazakal is a little wider, maybe, so that maybe is not already included in your again. This is already Dvaramatikin, Kamakumas and Nishtabru, way above my pay grade. Just one thing I think is worth mentioning. We mentioned this once, but this was many, many years ago. And that is that Ramosha in his Chuva in Igris Moshe, where he talks about blended whiskey, sherry cask, but Ramosha, when he talks about blended whiskey, so Kiyodua, he has a famous sheet on this, and he said as a, even though I'm matter, 
Moshe had a famous kula. Nizarani ba'atzmi milishtois blended rak bechabura. The only time I'm ever mekel, and any, the only time I for myself will ever drink it, is if I'm bechabura, shloi mechsi ki yuara. Because I don't want it to look like yuara, that everybody's drinking and I'm not drinking. So therefore, I would drink a little bit, levarich ha'mesubin kenohog, right? To drink l'chayim. But he says, other than that, it's not something I would drink. But he said, bechabura I did, said Ramosha, why? Push it, because I don't want it to be mechsi ki yuara. And another very famous tshuva for Ramosha, regarding chal of companies, chal of staff, so there Ramosha famously said that even though it's mutter, and as Lashen is you should know it's not Yura. So, regarding sherry cast whiskey, Ramosha says, it is a cheshman of Yura. Regarding Chalof companies, he says, it's, it's not a cheshman of Yura. What's the difference? That's already, you can say Svaris. But Akoponim, it's so nuanced, Halacha. I mean, that's an understatement. But when it comes to Chumris, there's this double-edged sword. On the one hand, there's an Indian of Bal Nefesh Yachmer. On the other hand, you have to Cheshben Yura and just be Medayik L'shoni Azov Shor That by blended whiskeys, Ramosha Bavarned, Yura, and he says, Fakad, I hold this Mexican Yura. Mestama, that's Berabim, Befarhesia, right? They're sitting in Shul and everyone's drinking L'chaim. Ramosha's not drinking L'chaim because... I hope maybe it's not. The elder was mutter. So it was a cheshbon of Mexican euro. The question is, what milk you put in your coffee? Maybe that's already a different noise, whatever. But the bottom line is that in these cheshbonis of halachas related to chumras, you always have to take into account this Indian of Yorah. So going back to the Mishnah. In the Mishnah, we said that in the event that an animal is yard to Mishalem is Masha Ezika. Ketan Mishalem is Masha Ezika. Shnishen. Which means, Shomin Be'i Saba Oysa Sada Kama Hoysa Yafa Vekama Hi Yafa. Rav Shimon, Rav Shimon said, Ochlo Peiris Gemurim Mishalem is Peiris Gemurim. In the event that the Peiris were fully ripe and then you just pay Peiris Gemurim. You don't cheshben it based on the value of the property. You certainly don't take into account Shishin. But if you ate Peiris Gemurim, you just pay Peiris Gemurim. My timer. What's the reason for it? And what's the oymik of the kasha? my timer? L'chayr, it sounds like Rav Shimon's moidah to Shishim. Because he's only arguing by Peres Gemur. If he's moidah to Shishim, so he's moidah to the Gemara on the top of Nunches Amadeis, that said, Minani Mili, Domakra, Ubir B'steyachem, and Lamech Hashem and Agav Steyachem. So he's moidah to Etzim that you're supposed to cheshbin, not how much the Peres are worth, but relative to the value of the property. So if that's the case, why here is it different? So says the Gemara, Hoda, he held that Hoda Amr Rachman, Ubir B'steyachem, and Lamech Hashem and Agav Asada, Hani Mili Midi, the Tzorech Lesada. Means when it has to come on to the sod. But how do you keep it the way it's Being that these fruit don't need the sun anymore. You just pay it the way it is. So Rafun Barchia said the name of Yemir Barab. Don Rav Kramayer. Rav Paskin, like Rameir. This was a Maiser Rav, meaning he physically Paskin that way. And he Paskin like Rav Shimon. So what's the difference? The difference is Don means he did a Maisa. Pasak means Limed Talmidim. He taught the Talmidim. Says the Gemara. Don Rav Kerameyer. When we say that Rav Paskin Halacha Maisa, like Rameyer, which Rameyer? Tanya we learned to the Brayso. Kasav Lurishnoin Chas Maloi. So the context over here is a man and a woman. Man owes his wife a Ksuba. So. He had karka at the time that he got married, and the karka was meshuba to the ksuba. There were two pieces of property. Rashi says it was sodeh hamiyuchedes leksubasa. These fields were miyuched for the sodeh. Now the halacha would be that if this man at any point sells the property, and when she comes to collect the ksuba, 
there's no money to collect, so you can take from the Nechas and the Shubadim, right? That's what it means, that the field was Meshubat for Exuba. You would always be allowed to go and take from that. Now, what happened was, this man sold these two pieces of property, Bechaye Ishtar. The first time he sold it, he went to his wife and said, would you please sign off? And the reason he wanted a sign off was because the buyer knew that this field was Meshubat, and he doesn't want one day she's going to come take the property from him. But Veloy Chasmalish, she refused to sign it. Then, Lashaini, he sold the second property, and then asked her, would you sign for that? The chasmalai. And she signed it. So, of the ksuba, says, she loses the ksuba. She cannot collect ksuba anymore. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, she has a right to say, that when I signed off, I really didn't want to sign off. I wasn't really being Michael. I just did it because I didn't want to fight with my husband. And there's an umdur of the muchach as such. You have no time on me. And therefore, if I want to collect it from you, it's something I'm allowed to collect. So if Yehuda says you could say nachas ruach hasisi l'bayli, whereas Rameir, it sounds like holds you don't say nachas ruach hasisi l'bayli. Now, we're not learning the sugya right now. But the truth is Rameir also holds you could say nachas ruach hasisi l'bayli. The only reason here we don't say it is because the first piece of property she didn't want to sign off on. So it sounds like she's not a nachas ruach hasisi l'bayli, digifroy. That's not necessarily her Indian here. But the second one, she did sign off. So if I say the first one, she wasn't masking the second, she wasn't. So why is that lacha that she can't collect? Why is she of the ksubasa? The second one, she signed off on. Let her collect from the first one. The reason she can't collect from the first one is because when the first person bought the property, he had left over a second one. So the halacha is, even in the world of nechas and mishubadim, you go in order of when they became Meshubadim. So the first one she can't collect from because he left over the second. The second one was already sold. I'm Nachas Ruach You don't say it because she didn't sign off on the first one. The bottom line is, Rav Paskin like Rav Meir, not like Rav Yehuda. What's the Rav Shimon that he taught the Talmudim? He had it in an unzerim mission. Rav Shimon said, Achal Peres Kemurim, Meshalemes Peres Kemurim, Imsa Sa, Imsa Sa, Imsa Sa, Imsa Sa, Rav Shimon of our mission, when it's Peres Kemurim, then you don't cheshbin the halacha of Shish. If somebody takes a goddish, a stack of four, and he piles it up in his friend's field, and he didn't ask him permission, and the behem of the balasad eats the four, so the halacha is potter, he is going to be potter. Why? You just ate somebody else's four, I understand, but who asked you to put it there? And being that you put it there, I'm going to be part of him. Let's say the owner of the animals, animal, got damaged from the goddess that was there, if the Balagodish is going to be Chayef. If the person who put the Gaddish there did so with permission, in that case, the owner of the field is going to be Chayef. Meaning, if his animal eats, he's going to be Chayef. If any damages are occurred, the Balagodish is going to be Potter. Meaning, now the full onus is on the Balagodish. Is our Mishnah not like Rebbe? Who's Rebbe? The Ika Rebbe, because if it's going like Rebbe, so this Rebbe was mentioned in a Mishnah, and over there the Sugi was where somebody brought his Peiros into somebody else's Rishos, or his Shor into someone else's Rishos, right, there were a whole bunch of different cases there, but the point is that there was Machloikis Rebbe in the Chachamim, if somebody gives you Rishos to bring your things into his Rishos, and then some damage occurs, do we say that the balasot is chayv or is he not chayv? Do we assume that when I say, yeah, no worries, bring your thing into my rishos, it means I'm being a kabul shmita, I'm going to watch it. So now all of a sudden, yodoy ala tachtoin of any damages that occur? Or no, 
I meant to say, if you want to bring it in, but I'm not taking responsibility for anything that happens. The last words in the Mishnah, it sounds like he's being a Kabbal Shmira. So if that's the case, it's Deloitte Rebbe. Because Rebbe in that Mishnah said that you have to furish say that I'm being a Kabbal Shmira. But if you don't say Mephurish, you're being a Kabbal Shmira or not. I'm Rapap. Rapap said it's not Muchach. Hacha could be over here. Maybe the case over here is, Sarashi tells us the story, there was a person, he was a Shemir Agronis, he used to watch all the people's grain. All the people in the Bika, so they used to pool together all their stuff, and they would appoint the Shemir. This Shemir, if he says you can bring your Shemir in, Avada minastam means he's taking responsibility. That's what he's getting paid for. That's his nine to five. He is a shomer. If you knock on your neighbor's door and you say, "Do you mind if I leave my goddess here just for the day?" Lav Dafka says, "Rebbe, is he being makabel shmira?" But when a person is the shomer of the beidari, it's implied and understood. It's in his contract that this is what he does. So this is what he does. Over there, it's going to be different. The kibbutz amalei ayil gedosh ayil va'antelachu. If he says ayil v'gedosh, come in and put your goddish. It's as if he said ayil v'antelach, come in and I'm going to watch for you. And therefore, here it's going to be different. Now, this exchange that we just had, this mishnah and this gemara, it sounds familiar, right? It's mamish the sugi on that memzayin. It's literally the sugi on that memzayin. Adki dekach the toisus asks that I don't even understand why you need this mishnah. Right? What did this mishnah tell us? That we didn't already know on Daf Menzayin. In fact, the mission over there was extremely wordy. Remember, we had the Kadar who took his Kideiros and he put into Chatzachaver, Shloibrishos, Prishos. Yeah, the person that had Peiros, person brought a Shar, and the Gemara said, Itzterich, 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 all the different Cheshvainis. And now all of a sudden, Anaya case, a Godish. What's the difference between the Godish and the Peiros and the Chatzar and the Kideiros? So why do you need another case? A Taisva says, you have to say one of two reasons. Either to tell me, a Stam Mishnah, not like Rebbe, right? The Gemara's immediate reaction was, Masisim don't like your Rebbe. So if that is true, that would be a good reason to tell me this Mishnah. You should know it's a Stam Mishnah, don't like your Rebbe. Otherwise, maybe the Allah is like Rebbe. So if I have a Machloikis, and now a stam, the like Rebbe, so that makes a very big difference in Halacha. So Rebbe was soy the Mishnah, ironically, the like your Rebbe, right? find that a lot. But the point is to tell you that Allah is like a Rebbe. Or, according to the Ikimta that the Gemara made, which was Benotar Beidari Askinon, then that goof is a Chiddush. Rebbe is telling you a Chiddush in this Mishnah in Halacha, that's the Geyahit. That even though I hold them in Astam, you're not Makabal Shmira, but in this case, you would be Makabal Shmira. Either way, let's just start the next Mishnah. Now, this Mishnah, we're going to go through a little bit quickly, and the reason is because we've had it so many times already in Babakam. So, if somebody takes a Be'eru, he takes a fire, and he sends it in the hand of a Cheresh or a Shaitor or a Katan, and then damage occurs. This Shaleach, meaning the Mishaleach, is going to be Patimidini Adam for any damages that occur. He's Patimidini Adam because any damage that happens is Mernit Grama Benazakin, which is Patimidini Adam. He's Chaimidini Shemayim because Grama Benazakin is Chaimidini Shemayim. Shilch Viapikeach, if he sent it, Ayadeya Pikeach, Hapikeach. So then you're not even Chaimidini Shemayim. So if you send it with a Cheresh Shaitavakaton, so you're somewhat responsible, albeit as a Grama, thus. It's his cheshm. The fact that I gave it to him is not doing me. So therefore, say I am not going to be chaimidin yadam. That's easy. But you're also not going to be chaimidin yishemayim. What happens if there was a fire? 
a fire that caused damage. But the way this fire was created was Bishutvis. Two people were complicit. One person brought a fire. And then afterwards, the person brought Eitzim. Meaning, there was a person who lit a fire. Somebody else came. He took wood. He threw it into the fire. So, now the fire spreads. It's the second person that's going to be chayv. Because he's the one that caused the fire to spread. If there was wood, then somebody brought a fire. And now all of a sudden, the fire spread and it damaged. And obviously, he's the one that's going to be chayv. He created the fire. But, let's say, there was a fire. There was wood. But the fire wasn't really doing anything. Somebody came, Veliba, and he started fanning this fire. Hamalabachayev, it's the fanner that's chayev, lives so haruach. If the wind blew it, kulam paturin, then everyone's potter. So if one person brought fire, one person brought wood, one person fanned it, but at the end of the day, it was lips so haruach. The ruach is what caused the damage. Everyone is going to be potter. So the first halacha was, hashaleach es ha-be'eru v'yadcher shayit v'katan, all you are is a grama. You're potter midin e'yadam v'chayim midin e'shma. I'm rishlokish, b'shmeit ha-chizki, rishlokish, the name of chizki, the only time this is true, elish ha-masabli gacheles, if you handed him a gacheles, a coal, the libo and the cherishite of a cotton fanded of a muscle shall have this but if you gave him fanned coals I mean you gave him a, a real fire chayev then you're going to be really chayev my time what's the reason because then you're like a peshe on a different level and it's for that reason you're going to be chayev so again even though the cherishite of a cotton really right they brought the the actual fire to where the damage occurred. But if you gave him a shalheves, that's enough for you to be chayv. Rabbi Yechonam, Rabbi Yechonam said, I feel a muscle that shalheves potter. Even if you gave him a shalheves, he's going to be potter. My time, what's the reason? Because tzavso the cherish garmoloi. It's the actions of the cherish that created the fire at the end of the day. So even though you gave him something really dangerous, but his actions made it happen. The only time you, the shalech, will be chayv is actually gvaza, Silta Vishraga. So you'd have to give him, like we said, the whole arson kit, right? If you give him mamish, the whole geshaft, everything that's necessary, because then we look at it as already being your maisa. But this is the machlokes that we've seen a lot. The Rishlokish says, Ashlech HaSebeira means Dafka, if it was a gacheles, but if you gave him a shalheves, not, as opposed to Rabbi Yochanan, who says, even if you gave him a shalheves, What's the beer in this machloikis? So the Gemara said in Parakates of the Rega, when we learned the Sugya of Eish, it's Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish Lashik Tosayu, where the Eisho is Mishum Mamoino, your Eisho is Mishum Chitzav. Reish Lakish holds that Eisho is Mishum Mamoino, and because Eisho is Mishum Mamoino, so you're Chayiv if you're Peshaya with your mom. Giving a Cherashite Vakatan a Shalheves would be like giving a Cherashite Vakatan a shirt to watch. Your mom now goes ahead in his Mazik, so you're going to be Chayiv. You can't tell me you were noble from Echorah if you gave it to a Cherashite Vakatan, so therefore you're going to be Chayiv. As opposed to Rabbi Yechon, it's an Adam Amazik. It's not a Mamar Amazik. If it's an Adam Amazik, whose Chitzav is it? The one that created the fire. Over here, it's the Cherashite Vakatan that created the fire. It's Savsa the Cherish Garmalot. I mean that he's the one that created the fire, you are going to be Potter. One last more. Sholach Biyad Pikeach, Apikeach Chayev, Bechulu, Boacha Velipa. So the word Velipa, what does that mean? It means to fan the fire. Amram Nachem by Yitzchak, Mandatani Libele Mishtabish, Mandatani Nibele Mishtabish. So it seems there were two Gersois what the right word in this Mishnah was. Either Liva with a Lamid or Niva with a Nut. Mandatani Libele Mishtabish. Amram Nachem said they're both right. The one that said Liba is not making a mistake to Chsev. There's a Posik that says, so you see this word, the, the fanning of the fire. So what does this mean? So Rashi says, When a person talks, his lips move, and wind comes out. 
you fan when you talk. So the word niva would also stem based on the Indian of boire nivsvasain. Either way, we're going to stop here. Is Hashem tomorrow's daf is agadita, and the next daf is going to be some more agadita. So again, it's not a lot of agadita and bavakamo, but some real classic divri agada coming up in the next day or so. <laughs>